I'm RJ Salveson. Sorry, we're having some technical difficulties with a mouse. That's the way to start a show on a Thursday afternoon, 4.02 p.m. start time here. I'm RJ Salveson alongside John Russell here on a Thursday afternoon. Grateful to have you all here. Uh, you know, it's, it's crazy because we promo things one day before. And then the next day, something comes up. And it happens so often to us as radio guys. That the next day something comes up and we're like, uh, you know what? We're going to shift gears, change it, and we're going to go this way instead. As is the case today. Thabosefalosh's wife makes news in not the good way. And especially if you're the Utah Jazz organization, you're a little bit upset. We're actually going to get into that with a special guest joining us about this conversation. You'll see why. That's all coming up at about 4.30. John Russell, Audrey Salveson here again on a Thursday afternoon on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Uh, John, we we got to start with this, though, and for obvious reasons, because you brought up some really, really good points. One of those being the <laughs> British Open, and, and, and when we talk about, like, just the... In, the enamor of, of the star athletes, whether it's in, in basketball, football, baseball, golf, tennis, whatever. In such a case is the British Open, where Tiger Woods is having a nightmarish start. David DeBull, David Duvall, nightmarish start. Uh, J.B. Holmes, great, shooting five under. But when we listened to the audio bite, you <laughs> asked me, Ajay, who did you just hear? And I was like, uh, uh, oh, Tiger Woods. I look on ESPN.com. The Open. Guess who's getting the post-game quote? Tiger Woods. Just below that, an article. Tiger Woods. And I'm like, holy crap, John. You're right. This this whole, I mean, it, it, it's all about, I mean, it's all about one guy because he makes golf the way golf is, but it's 2019, not 2008 anymore. So let's start with this. The British Open uh, has gotten underway. Uh, J.B. Holmes leads at a minus five. Uh, Lowry, Norris, Simpson, and Garcia are just on their tail, minus four, and then minus three, respectively, the rest of the way. Uh, and where's yeah, lo- local guy Tony Finau? Yeah, where's he? A at? lot of folks. He's at minus, oh, minus three, three, so he's uh, tied for third. So, so uh, you, you said the British Open's one of your favorite events. Yeah, tell us why. Well, I just I think there are certain sporting events that are just a lot of fun, and I think they catch your interest. And and usually they're the majors. Uh, we talked about it. I think it was last week. There are certain events that are just they're just marquee events. The Kentucky Derby uh, is one of those things that you could ask anyone. It transcends sport. Uh, people may not know who won it or who won the last Triple Crown. They may not even know what the Triple Crown is, but they know what the Derby is. You say, hey, you know, are you going to watch the Kentucky Derby? Yeah, we're going to have a little party, and uh, I'll, I'll wear my hat, and we'll make mint juleps, and you know, it'll, it'll, we'll watch it. Oh, who do you think will win? I don't know, but it's just a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, They do that. Uh, I love the British Open uh, when it comes to golf. The, the, two cor- the two tournaments that I will watch religiously every year are the Masters and the British Open because to me those are are golf. Uh, the Masters is at the same course every year. It's it's just a uh, just a beautiful course that just has special magic to it. And to me, golf started uh, in in England, in Scotland, Ireland, and so the courses they have there that they play are just so different, so unique. I love the blustery weather. If you watched it today, you literally could have turned it on, and had it been sunny. And then 
run to get a drink, uh, you know, a glass of water, come back, and all of a sudden it's blowing and, and raining sideways. It's just it's a magical course. It's a magical tournament. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, and this year it was interesting in Northern Ireland. There were, you know, there was a lot of hope that that one of the Irish golfers, uh, especially Roy McIlroy, might be able to do something special, something magical. He unfortunately had a horrible first round, so he he won't be in it. But it's just it's I I love it. I, I'm a golfer, and and those are the ones that are special to me. I'm going to give you the soapbox here for just a little bit. You were talking about uh, the horrible round, uh, and and I think of you know of course David Duvall, 91. I mean, it was one of those horrible situations where he, uh, at 14, um, let me just make sure I have my information right. Well, before, while you're looking at that. Wait, 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 first, wait, wait. Well, no, no, let me, let me, so here's the thing that's unfortunate. David Duvall shot a 91. Did he shoot 14 at one hole? Am I reading yes, that right? Yes, that is correct. That is correct. And then. How do you but, do that? <laughs> a lot of, a lot of miss, a lot of lost balls. That might have been. He actually hit the wrong ball on one hole. That might have been it. But his closest competitor shot an eighty-three, so he was eight strokes worse than the closest competitor. He's in dead last. You're right. So the the fourteen, wow, was a two-stroke penalty for playing the wrong ball and two other penalties for a lost ball. He says, "Quote: Just something I've never done as a professional." Wow. Yeah. yeah just, just horrible. Well, but, so, but, so does this ruin the game of golf when a guy at this – I mean, look, you said it best in the pre-show. David Duvall used to be one of the high names in golf. He used to be up there with Tiger yep. Woods, or at least just below him. He, no, he had he had a stretch. It was a much shorter, shorter stretch, much shorter period. But he was as good as Tiger. And, and again, overall, don't, don't – <laughs> I don't want people getting fired up here. But for a very short period of – of time, he dominated the game like Tiger did uh, for a much longer period, and uh, was was in contention every tournament. Was always there, uh, won a British Open, and and so therefore he continually gets invited back. and And I guess that's my biggest beef right now is that a lot of these tournaments they allow the returning or they allow former champions to return and continue to play. And I think that hurts golf. I think that's a problem right there because it's no longer the guys that could make it exciting. The the guys that could go out there and maybe give some of the other top contenders a run for their money. Instead, if you're not a golf fan and you turn it on you and you see, wait, David Duvall, wait, was, wasn't he good in the 90s or the 2000s? Uh, you know, who is this guy and why is he still on the course? And then to turn around and have him have a performance like he did today, where he shoots again a 91, and granted we're only one, this is just the first round, but he shoots a 91. I know there are dozens and dozens of guys around the country, or excuse me, around the world, who could have done better and might have had a chance to do this. Now, your argument's going to be, okay, Tiger Woods, he shot a 78, Rory McIlroy, they shot a 79. But these are guys that have had success recently. Tiger just recently won the Masters. Um, Rory McIlroy, local guy who's had success on the tour. I That's rule number one. If golf wants to really expand its reach, they've got to have some other people that, that step up, and they've got to get rid of these antiquated rules. Well, uh, here's the thing, though. 
And, and I'm kind of on that side of the argument. You brought up a great argument. I mean, Tiger Woods, Roy McIlroy. Uh, yeah, sure, they had a. I mean, a, I mean, they they they've had success recently. But dude, this is an embarrassment. Like when Tiger yeah. Woods goes and wins the Masters, great. But don't become a one-hit wonder where then all of a sudden you just because he flailed at the U.S. Open, he mm-hmm. struggles in the opening round of the British Open. Yeah, and, and it makes a mess out of things. Like honestly, I am looking for Jordan Spieth right now. You tell me if you find Jordan Spieth on that list, or am I? Well, just- no, he didn't have. He he struggled a little bit today. Uh, he was he's tied for twenty. Well, I'm, he didn't struggle. He's minus one. Uh, he had come out really strong uh, and actually uh, was either three or four under at one point. Then he had a double and he kind of kind of just settled into a, a you know a good rhythm. But at this point, he's tied for 20th. So there there are players out there, and we're talking about this before we came on air. Um, there are players that I think could get excitement into the world of golf. Jordan Spieth being one of them. He had a stretch a couple of years ago where he's dominant. In every event that he that he played in, he was he was either winning the Masters, he was coming in second. He he was very very dominant. Um, but golf is it's a funny game, and, and you know you go on these tremendous stretches, and then all of a sudden you know you you get a little cold snap and you're forgotten. So let let me ask you this: Is Tiger, the last saving grace for golf to continue to have its to have that attention, that publicity at, at such a high end. Like the Masters yeah. was was enormous, one of the highest rated Masters yeah. in the last ten years on well, TV for viewership. The thing about Tiger, and let, let's face it, Tiger is to golf is to what the Yankees are to baseball, uh, what the Cowboys are to football, what LeBron James right now is to basketball. You love him. You hate him. You love him or you hate him, but you've got an opinion about him. You know what's going on. For me personally, and, and <laughs> this will sound bad, Kobe Bryant. And I know that's that's kind of a scary name to mention and bring up here in Utah. But Kobe Bryant, when he played, couldn't stand the guy. And if he had a game where he went five for 30, I loved every minute of it. And if he hit a buzzer beater to beat anybody, it... it ticked me off and I'd kick the cat and leave the house and have to go for a little walk. Now that he's retired, I will be the first to admit he's he's one of the all-time greats. You you cannot deny it. But the thing about Kobe is that you you knew what he was doing. Um LeBron today, love him or hate him, people root against the Lakers just because LeBron's on their team. There are people that love the Lakers now just because LeBron's on the team. Yankees, people love them or hate them. They know what's going on. Cowboys, Jerry Jones, greatest coach or greatest owner in the world, the biggest jerk there is around. You've got an opinion on him. Tiger did that for golf, and he brought so many people to the game and brought so much excitement and so much interest. All of a sudden, golf was not a, a bunch of old guys in some funky-looking pants at the country club, all of a sudden, little kids were were saying, "Hey, I want to be like Tiger. I want, you know, this. That's who I want to be." And so, yeah, he right now is the game. And and even though physically we've seen what kind of toll his back issues have taken on him, he is the game. And, and I'm one of the guys that, um, you know, I I root against Tiger just because he's so good. But I guarantee you, when the scores come out. 
I'm scanning. I'm going, how did Tiger do? Oh, he's in second place. Great. Now we got to listen all about how great Tiger is. Or, ha, ah, he shot a 78. He might not even make the cut. I got to, you know, one way or another. When it's all said and done, he's probably the greatest golfer there's ever been. Yeah. So. I put it up there. And, and, I mean, again, you as you said, you're a Nicholas guy. Or is it, you no, a Nicholas guy. I grew up with Jack Nicholas. So, so with that, do you feel like everybody kind of has to trend towards, hey, look, I was a big fan. And like myself, I was a huge, huge fan of Tiger Woods. I grew up watching. If I ever watched golf, I was watching Tiger Woods. That was Woods. it, I, yeah. Plain and simple, clear, cut, and dry. For this day and age, if the golfing world can now has to move on, you know, you're passing the torch, if you will. Right. Where do you, where do you look to? Well, first of all, the thing is, is if Tiger were to to quit this week, you know, just British Open ends. He says, you know what, guys, I can't play at the level I want to. I've made plenty of money. I've got other interests. I'm out. Uh, there would be a problem, and I think it's because of the nature of the game. Because when you look at basketball, baseball, they have a long preseason, but there's not playoffs in the middle of the baseball season. There's not, you know, we have the all-star game, but let's face it, all-star games have lost their luster. The, the reality is, is you don't have a playoff series a quarter of the way through the season, and then another playoff series halfway through the season. Whereas golf and tennis, they have majors halfway through. Everybody's interested in them. You know, tennis, you'll, you'll want to figure out what's going on with the Australian Open, the French Open, Wimbledon, U.S. Open. Uh, you know, you'll check those out. With golf, you're interested in what's going on with the Masters, British Open, U.S. Open. Um, you know, th- those are interesting. And I think that throws it off. I think that people are, are sports fans, you know, that aren't really engaged in golf and tennis don't have a reason to follow it. They'll say, you know, I don't know what's going on in the Los Angeles Farmers Open Classic. Really don't care. Because you know what? In two weeks, it's the British Open. I'm going to be watching that. It's good stuff. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back, it's going to be our early edition of the Pick 6. It is Thursday, but it's going to be towards the beginning of the show instead of the end of the show. We have a special guest at 4.30 where we'll get his thoughts on some very questionable comments made by a former jazz man's wife on the state of Utah while he's a free agent. It's a volcano that's about to erupt. John Russell, Logic Salveson here on the Full Court Press. You're listening to 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. John Russell, Aljay Salveson here on the fan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Hey. Yes? Hey, Lollipop, if you can uh, tell me who uh, sings the song. Oh, CCR. That's so easy. Dang it. Come on, dude. I thought I was going to get you. You got you to gotta come up with something better than that. <laughs> Who's the lead singer for CCR? Uh, Led Zeppelin. All right, let's stick with sports. <laughs> <laughs> John Fogarty, thank you. You love how casually I there, there that. There are people that were riding off the you, road that were that were Led Zeppelin. Oh my! You love goodness. how casually I said that. No, it worries me that you were that casual about it. That's the problem. 
Oh, oh man. man, that was good. That was fun. So big guys, uh, some some definite big news today coming uh, out of the press. We're gonna hit that up at the bottom of the hour. Yeah, a little after the bottom of the we got hour. Got a special guest who's gonna help us hit that stuff up, and uh, should be good. Uh, John, but it's time for our pick six. I I owe Eric a treat. I'm waiting for him to get back from the forest of Ghana, Guatemala, Guatemala. Is he really there? Or are you lying to me? No. Would I lie to you? Yeah, you're lying. To I me. would lie to you, but so but, he's I, in Ghana. but I'm not lying about that. He's in Bangladesh right now as we speak, and uh, he is carrying a python on his shoulders while holding a uh, um, a monkey in his right hand, and he's L- doing, listening to he's uh, doing really Led well. Zeppelin, the lead singer of yeah, Creed's Clearwater Revival. Dude, he was good with them. Led Zeppelin was good. Yeah, he was really good with him. I felt like they meshed well. Um, Obviously, he had, you know, he brought that to be a number one hit for them, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm speechless. All right, let's do our pick six. You know the rules, everybody. Three lines for each of us. Winner will get uh, a treat next week. So if I win, do I get the treat or does Eric? No, you do. You Okay, good. Eric doesn't get it. I'm not even going to give Eric a treat, period. How's it going to feel to give somebody else the treat? I mean, you just... Why don't you just give it to me now? John, you're not that good. Dude, you've been... You got beat one time already. And it was me, you, and Eric, and I beat both of you. This is my rookie. You're done for. You're so done. All right, All right fire away. Going. You go first. You want me to go first? Yes. All right. Brooks Kepka will finish in the top three on Sunday afternoon. Yes or no? Ooh. Uh, at this point, this is one of those where you got to say yes until he he proves that he can't. I got to write this all down. Uh, I mean, too. he has just been so solid in the majors, and uh, and is off to a really good start again uh, here in in the British Open. So yes, he finishes in the top three. I uh, tied. Are you talking? I'm talking about first, second, or third. Yeah. So if there are like three guys that are tied for second. Yeah, he's either first, second, or third. Okay, good. Yes. I will say yes as well. Dodgers, Miami Marlins on Sunday afternoon. Dodgers can put up runs in a heartbeat. Miami has struggled to do anything, and I mean anything in the game of baseball that's been right. Uh, It will be – it's a Saturday night game, I apologize. It will be Clayton Kershaw on the mound versus the Miami Marlins. Clayton Kershaw, seven and a half strikeouts over under. You like those strikeout ones. You you do those a lot because I haven't won one yet, and I want to win one. <laughs> uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw is is playing well. He actually called back to back home runs. They uh, they had him uh, the other night interviewing uh, with with the local station, and uh-huh. he, he called back to back home runs. So he's on a roll. So I'm going to say seven and a half. I'm going to take the over. Okay, I'm going to take the. Oh man, this always comes back to bite me. It just, you're going to be wrong no matter what. So I'm going to take the over. I'm just going to keep. Oh, it then you're going to mess me up. <laughs> Great, not what I like. Uh, and then my third line will be. Oh, here's a good one for you. Let's see. We've got one, two. So okay, Colorado plays at New York Yankees. Boston's at Baltimore. Toronto is at Detroit, and. That is it from the AL East. Looking, looking, looking. Yeah. So does the AL East go three and O on Sunday? Yes or no? Ooh, that's a good one. 
Wait, how can you do that? Because Baltimore and Boston are both in the AL East. So somebody's going to have to win oh, that. Oh, fetch. Yeah, okay, I didn't think about that. Dang it. Okay, fine, 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 fine. We'll go like this. We'll go like this. One, let's see. So New York gets Colorado, Boston's at Baltimore, and Chicago, White Sox are at Tampa Bay. So then let's do uh, out of three game. well, that wouldn't work either. Man, I gotta freaking do. All right, I'm, I'll I'll start throwing mine out, and we'll let you. We'll come back to you and see if you can make something up that'll. Tampa Bay hasn't even sat on a pitcher yet. Come on. All right, I gotta make something new now. That's okay. Sucks. Uh, gonna go to Boo. gonna go to boxing. Oh, dude, come on. Boxing. No. Manny Pacquiao. Oh, no one cares. At age forty. Sixty-five is fighting. Could be sixty-five. He's going to be fighting for the welterweight championship against Keith. Thurman. Keith Thurman's undefeated. He's 29-0-1. Oh. Had one no decision. Uh, no decision was a result of uh, he and another guy uh, butted heads and, and gashed each other up. So the ref, the he called it. But he's 29-0-1. Manny Pacquiao at 40. You know, if, if you've not done this, you need to go back and look at what Manny Pacquiao has done. He runs the Philippines. So he's not only greatest boxer to come out of the Philippines, he is a senator in the Filipino House Senate. He played in the Philippine Basketball League. He has albums out. He's been in Filipino movies. This guy does it all. But what is your line? It's a 12 round boxing match. Does he make it? Well, you okay. Does he make it past the tenth? So are we going nine and a half rounds or ten and a half? Ten and a half. Oh frick! I was hoping you'd say nine and a half. I'm gonna say under. Okay, we all right. I'm gonna say over. He is. He's just. He's a cagey boxer who who will know how to kind of stretch this fight out and then hope to land that one shot that puts down the champion. So I'm gonna take the over. I'll take the under. You're taking the under. All right. Hey, by the way, so if Bryce Harper is at Pittsburgh on Sunday afternoon. Bryce Harper, two and a half hits over under. Under. Me too. No, over for me. Excuse me. I'm over on him. All right. Your next two lines. Okay. Next two lines. Uh, we're going to go back to the British Open. No, I want to save the British Open for last. Um, Baltimore Orioles are hosting the Boston Red Sox. Baltimore Orioles are horrible. They're the worst baseball <laughs> team in baseball they're in the MLB. Uh, they're on pace to w- lose 115 games. Last year, I think they lost 117. We talked about this the other day. They're, they're just horrible. It's an afternoon game on Sunday against Boston, who is struggling themselves. Boston uh, currently in third place in the American League East. They're nine games out, but playing a little better. Do they draw on a Sunday after a Sunday morning game? Does Baltimore, as sorry and pathetic as they are, currently 32 games out of the out of the first place? Do they draw 20,000 fans? No. Okay. We're both on under. So we only got one different one here. Baltimore. And you said 20,000, right? Correct. Watch. We're going to lose that one. Good. All right. Your third? Because they always do season tickets, and that kind of screws things up. Oh. Okay. Third one. Tiger Woods. Talking a lot about Tiger because that's what everybody else talks about. <laughs> Tiger shot a 78 today. Uh, won't make the cut. He's going to have to shoot a 62, a 61 to even just make the cut. Does he have to shoot that tomorrow? Uh, it'll have to be pretty doggone close. Really? Yeah. He he is so far out right now. 
he he would have to have one of those one of those rounds that that just makes ESPN go goo goo gaga over him. Uh, I don't think he will have. But I think the layoff that he's had, the fact that he didn't play for a month, the back that he, the fact the weather it's cold that doesn't help his back. I don't think he's going to do that. Does he shoot par or better tomorrow? No. No. Well, okay, I'm going to change that. No, no, because you were too eager to answer to that. Uh, par on the course is 71. Oh, don't. So I'm going to say, does he shoot 74 no. or John, better? No. 74 better, no. three over. So 74 and a half? Or are we going 73 and a half? 73 and a half. Oh, why can't you keep your other one? Um, I'm going to say no. I think Tiger struggles again tomorrow. I think he plays a little better, but I still think he shoots a 74 or 75. And that's tomorrow, right? That's tomorrow. So 73 and a half. You said over? I'm taking over. That's a good line, man. That's a great line. Uh, just before you answer this, just to let you know, I do like Junior Mints. I like Raisinets. I like chocolate-covered pretzels. Any of those will work for me. I'm gonna take, you, you know gonna, what? I'm going to take the under. That's one of the smartest golfers in the game's history. And he he has struggled, yeah. but I think he figures it out tomorrow. And he also – he he is a competitor. Mm-hmm. And, and I give him that. He he left the round today embarrassed. I'm sure he was yeah. very dissatisfied with it. My question will be whether physically he is up to it's another challenge. round. We'll see what happens. Okay, so here's our pick six for this week. Brooks Kepka, will he finish in the top three on Sunday of the British Open? We both said yes. Clayton Kershaw, seven and a half strikeouts on Saturday versus the Marlins. We both said over. Harper, two and a half hits versus the Pittsburgh Pirates on Saturday. John says under. I said over. Manny Pacquiao, will he last? What was it again? Ten and a half rounds? Ten and a half. I took over. You took under. Yep. Uh, Baltimore with 20,000 fans. Will they have that Sunday morning versus Boston? We both took under. And Woods, will he shoot 73 and a half tomorrow? John said over. I said under. Chocolate cover pretzels. Love those. Raisinets. Love those. Bottle of Xanax. I need it. Give you, give you ample time to go buy for me. <laughs> ample time to go buy for me. Uh, hey, really quickly. Uh, I want to quickly get your thoughts on this before we go to our break. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll get your thoughts later. On the basketball tournament that's going to be in Salt Lake, mm-hmm. I want to know what your thoughts are on that, if you like it, if you hate it. Uh, you, By the way, everybody can find their tickets uh, at the basketball tournament. We have a website. We'll get that website out to you uh, July 25th, 26th, 27th, next week. Uh, if the Utah State Aggies, well, whoever wins the Salt Lake Regional, will take 20, 25% of the ticket revenue as reward for wow. winning the regional. So, Aggie fans, go get your tickets. Go support this team, and then hope they win it. Hope they win it. All right, John Russell, Audrey Salsa, coming back. Boy, Dennis Lindsay woke up to a storm today, and uh, it came via one of his former players, was on the watch list to become back to the Utah Jazz, and then his wife went out, this former player's wife went out and made some disparaging comments, if I might say, about the Utah Jazz, or about the state of Utah. And what she thinks her husband should do. That's all coming up here on the Full Court Press. John Russell, Audrey Salveson, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. 
It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. John Russell, Logic Salas here on the Full Court Press. 435 your time here on a Thursday afternoon. You're one day from the weekend. Congratulations, you made it this far. Stick around. John Russell, Logic Salas, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, the fan. John, let's uh, take care of some uh, business really quickly. You got hey, some new- just, just real quick, uh, Nemes Keda, uh, big news, led Portugal to a first-place finish in Group D in the uh, FIBA European U-20 tournament. Big deal. So uh, Big deal. That is a big deal. That's awesome. Big deal. Continues to grow. Absolutely. Fire away. All right. Thabo uh, Cephalosha, former guy of the Utah Jazz. Jazz were on the watch list of his as to come back during his. He's uh, right now in a free agent, unrestricted. Uh, his wife comes out and says this about the state of Utah. This is per Ramona Shupley uh, of the NZZ.ch. It's a website that's foreign. Um, and it, she says this, Cephalosha's wife, quote, had suffered in the conservative state in which rigid, or excuse me, rigid moral concepts are widespread and could not develop. During her career, she has always put her own interests and needs behind her and made great sacrifices. Now she has spoken out against another engagement in Salt Lake City compared to the past few years when Cephalosha had to make similar decisions about his sporting future. He now involves the family for much more in the planning. Here's my question. Calling this state conservative. Now, with us now and live, and we welcome on uh, the full court press here, Jason Williams of For the People on our sister station on 610 KVNU. Uh, you only got a couple of minutes with us, Jason, so we thanks for uh, spending some time with us. When someone says that she has suffered in the conservative state, what does she mean by that? I honestly don't know. because <laughs> Does that take I've- you off guard? I have lived here my entire life. I am the opposite of what you would call conservative, and I don't know that I'd live anywhere else. I get angry at our politicians. I get angry. I'm angry at them right now uh, for a couple <laughs> of things that happened just this week. But I, I don't. I really don't get this mentality that that you could that you could suffer somewhere because the predominant politics of the state or the predominant culture of the state. Um, I get it. I mean, living here, if you know a beer drinker, they're always complaining about the beer here in Utah because of the rules and the restrictions. Um, I know that in Utah, small cities especially, things shut down a little earlier than they do in Vegas or New York, but that's not suffering. And, and I'm that's glad you different. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that's another thing. This this is not, uh, and I, I, I don't want to offend any of our good friends, but this is not the Nephi Jazz. Uh, sure. <laughs> or, you know, or the Emory County Jazz. That's that's very true. You know, you're living in <laughs> Salt Lake so City, which which in reality has become known as one of the more progressive, yeah, it's... friendly communities. And when I say friendly, I'm not talking about any particular group. I'm talking about in general a yeah, very progressive community. It's an inviting city, and it's a fun city to be in. I, I personally want to live there. I, I like things to be a little more rural. Uh, for for me personally, but I like to visit Salt Lake. Yeah, um, I think you know it, it, when I saw these comments earlier today, before you guys even asked me to come on and 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 react to them a little bit from a political perspective, 
Um, there's a thing called tribalism that gets talked about a lot now by political scientists, and it's different than partisanship. Partisanship is I belong to a party, and oftentimes nothing that party does is wrong, ever. Even if you're watching right now for, say, Republicans, the president of the United States, be a doofus on TV every day. <laughs> uh, but you're a partisan, so you refuse to acknowledge. Tribalism is a little different. Tribalism is when you actually get to the point where you think you are better. It's not just that you disagree, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, but you actually think your life is worth more, that you actually think your perspective is worth more, that you actually think the way you want to live is a better way to live and everyone else is bad. And that's what this this person is guilty of, I think. It's this idea that somehow moving to Utah, uh, she'll suffer. Jason Walker of the uh, Full Court. Not full Williams. Court. Uh, Jason Williams. It's been you can call day. me whatever. Go sports It's been ball. a long day. Jason Williams <laughs> of, of For the People on KVNU, our sister station on 610 AM. Have you guys I, talked about hockey at all? Not yet. This year? Can yes. We, okay. We got like 20 seconds with you. Can I? <laughs> Go Golly. ahead. Sorry. No, Bill hasn't started uh, waving me back uh, into the KVNU hey, uh, studio yet. What What hurt? Oh, one minute. <laughs> what hurt? Or what... Um, I mean, with regard to the politics, you know, Spencer Cox is going to be running for governor. I mean, there's so much excitement in that regard. How much does this put a uh, a, a dampen a damper on that when you hear of a of an NBA player's wife speak of the state in such regard, or does it at all? I don't know. I think it reflects more poorly on her because I think what you'll see is a response. So the lieutenant governor uh, candidate for governor is a huge Jazz fan. There is no way he doesn't comment on this. And, and his comment, he'll probably get the best of the situation. He's a pretty witty guy. Yeah. I think it was a really, really dumb thing for her to say. Real interesting. And we'll, and we'll, we'll only hurt her. Last question. How much <laughs> does that have to deal with, I mean, he has dealt with racism in his NBA career. Sure. Do you feel like there's any part of that in this regard of the state? I think there's part of it, and I think it's a, a legitimate thing to be concerned about. You're moving to a certain area of the country that's predominantly white. Obviously, you're going to experience different things. Um, Salt Lake City's not like that. I, I think at the same time that it's... Um, it's horrible to judge an area based on its race, no matter what. It's predominant race, no matter what. Uh, so I think what I would say to this person is, hey, why don't you give it a shot first? Why don't you try it out a little bit first? And uh, if you experience anything negative, especially something like racism, call me. You can have two hours on my radio show to there say you what go. you need. And Oh, Bill's flagging me back to you. Better go. Thanks, Jason Walker, guys, for thanks, the Jason. people, greatly appreciate his time. Jason Walker, why... Williams, gosh dang it, dude. <laughs> it's J.B. Williams. J.B. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we were just saying, this goes, going back to it, uh, we'll, I want to come back to this, yeah. but just a little side note. Uh, uh, J.B., now, now I'm messed up. J.B. Williams. No, J.B. Walker. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, J.B. Holmes. Holmes, thank you. J.B. Holmes. Who was the first round leader at the at the British Open was announced as JB Williams. So we've got Jason Walker. Jason Williams. And Jason anyway. So but you know, all joking aside here, this this to me is a very unso- unfortunate situation. And I really like what Jason said was that this is a situation that's more of a uh, you know, more of a, a smudge on on the family. Uh I don't I don't get it. Salt Lake is a very progressive community. It's not like, yes, I would agree. The more rural communities in Utah tend to be a little more conservative, but I think you can go to pretty much any community, any state, and it tends to be that way. And and basically what it came down to is she did not want her husband re-signing with Utah 
because of the conservative, and I'm using air quotes here, conservative environment. Um, I think this is going to cause a problem for him as he tries to re-sign with other teams. I can't imagine what Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck's reaction to each other behind closed doors is when, I mean, they're discussing about the possibility of re-signing double cephalosha. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now it has to get more serious because of that the arbitration period, which is coming up, and they have to sign him. They have to make a decision whether we want him or not. And his wife comes out and makes those belligerent statements. Yeah. And I think for Dennis, and that's got to really, really, really upset them. Yeah. Well, I, I think you have to look at what what the history is with the Jazz and their players. One thing that especially is of late is that you you hear people that leave the city, they leave the team, and they've turned around and said, you know what, I, I miss it. I really enjoyed it there. Darren Williams, you know, who, who could be the poster child of that toxic person. A lot of people say that he's the reason that, that Sloan stepped down. He, he still spoke highly of Utah. He spoke highly of the team, the environment, and, and it's my understanding he still has a home here. Uh, you, there, there are many a player that have left and said, man, it, I, I had to move. I, I could make more money, but I sure missed it, and I, and I enjoyed it. I think this is a, just a situation where you had an individual that, uh, that, that came from a different culture, uh, Thabo is is uh, Swiss, I believe. I don't know if his wife is Swiss, but uh, certainly a different environment, and maybe she just was never comfortable with what she had here. Yeah, but- and that's fine, and I understand. Look, I mean, I, I've been in areas where I wasn't comfortable in it, but when you know what your husband does for a job and the organization that has paid him and, by the way, has treated him in the highest regard possible as a veteran player in the NBA, mm-hmm. which includes after a racist incident involving a fan yelling at some black players on the court, then Gail Miller comes out and makes a statement to stand behind you. Yeah, yeah. And your wife, or and this lady comes out and says that, it, it it ruins everything. It almost takes a step backwards. And guess what? It's not the fans' problem this time. It's the players' wife's problem. And this time, the players have to go out and say, well, guess what? Well, here we are in, in the middle of, you know, just after free agency where we had one of the best off-seasons ever, and you're saying this garbage. Mm-hmm. And we have to backtrack and, you know, cl- cover your steps well, again. Well, unfortunately, and that's what it is. We've, we've learned as you watch, as you watch TV, as you – as you follow sports media and, and you follow what's going on, there is a this is a very small exclusive club, and and the reality is is that if you're looking to come to Utah, what are you going to do? You're probably going to call some of your friends that played here. You're going to call some of your, uh, uh, you know, your agents going to call other agents and say, hey, look, Ajay's looking to go to Utah. How do you think that's going to be a fit for him? And uh, whether this has a negative effect on on that side of it, who who knows? Uh, but somebody that's clearly unhappy. Uh, my response at this point is, you know, Thabo, if you really wanted to stick around, which I'll tell you what, if I had a chance to be sticking around with the Jazz right now from a professional standpoint, I'd be all over it. This is a team that a lot of the, a lot of folks are thinking 
not only have a potential to be a top four in the West, but potentially even go to the Western Finals. This is going to be a special team this year. They've clearly gone out and made some aggressive moves to make the team better. And you've just kind of you just kind of hung yourself. Thaba will not be back, whether his wife wants him to or not. Yeah, no, I I, I think that this puts a nail in the coffin of like you know what we're moving on. Even Damn. even if she comes out and says you know what you misunderstood me, I didn't speak it clearly. Our time in Salt Lake has been wonderful. I love it. You're done. That's not what you need. And uh, my response is Thabo, thanks for your time here. You were a professional, appreciated. But but again, the thing. I, I laugh about it as it were too conservative, but Thaba was involved in a very ugly incident, but that was in New York City, which, you know, that's, that's the melting pot of the United States. Where else can you go where you have such diversity, such, such mixture of cultures and peoples? And what happened? He got beat up, his leg broken in a violent attack. Don't get it. Yeah, I mean, and it's just wrong timing. It, it really is. And, and I love Double Stephalosha. He's been so good for this team. Mm-hmm. He's been a great locker room presence, according to Quinn Snyder, according to Dennis Lindsay, according to Justin Zanuck, and according to players in the locker room. He's a great locker room presence. Mm-hmm. But because of someone close to him assess something about the state at a, a not a good time, uh, it, it ruins that. It, I, don't know if it, I don't think it ruins the relationship. I always I would hope not. But it does ruin his relationship with the team, whether that I mean whether it was his choice and control or not. Yeah. So, all right, uh, coming up, we'll put a pretty ball on this. Wrap this one up. It's John Russell on Maj Salison. Big thanks to Jason Williams of KVNU for the people. You can find that on uh, uh, KVNU six ten a.m. four p.m. to six p.m. Uh, we'll uh, take a break, step aside, come back, and wrap this one up on one hundred six nine FM thirteen ninety a.m. The Fan. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. John Russell, Audrey Salveson. By the way, when you were talking about Namiyash, I left our mics on. So uh, everyone got to hear those crazy numbers you were throwing out. I want I want you to do it again, though, without commercials running over our voices. Hey, yeah, no no problem. It uh, Just a great experience for him. Um, <laughs> and I closed the, the page here, so give me just a second. No, you're good. But, but basically, he uh, he's playing in the European... Like the under I mean, twenty, yeah. isn't it? U twenty. It's the U twenty. He's he's led the U twenty Portuguese national team into the FIBA, the FIBA European Championships, um, and and basically they've complete. They won their their pool play, and in four games he averaged eleven and a half points, nine and a half rebounds, two and a half blocks, and a steal per game, which is those are just nemi numbers. I mean that's that's what you see. But, but to show again what a force he is and how dominant he is, he helped their defense, Portuguese defense, that held their opponents to 33.8% from the field through those four games. So now they advance to the next, uh, to the next uh, stage, and uh, I, I think Europe is just going to continue to see what a player he is. Uh, clearly dominant on the, in the paint, and uh, he's, he's, uh, he's back, folks. So glad he's coming back. Well, speaking of coming back, as is some former Aggies in the basketball tournament starting next 
uh, week 25th, 26th, 27th at the Maverick Center. A few Aggie players will be backed in it as well. Preston Medlin, Jordan Stone, uh, Danny Butterfield, Danny Bergerite, and Spencer Butterfield, excuse me. Right. Um, we didn't get to have you on yesterday when this announcement came out. How excited are you to see these guys back in action? It'll be nice. It'll be a nice little reunion. Lots of former Aggies playing. Parker and, uh, Van Dyke's on their squad, too. Yeah. Well, you have Sean Harris, Danny Berger, Spencer Butterfield, uh, Jaleel Roberts, uh, a seven-footer out of UC Asheville, UNC. Not sure how he got on the team. Tyler Rawson, Preston Medlin, uh, Brandon Sly, who played at Adams, Adams State, Jordan Stone, and Parker Van Dyke. So a lot of, a lot of you know, good names that you're familiar with and a great opportunity for these guys to just keep on playing. Next week, 25th, 26th, 27th. That's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, you can purchase your tickets online. And then, by the way, if as many Aggie fans as can go, go. Because if the Aggies win it, this Utah Stallions team wins it, they are given 20, 25% of the ticket revenue made. No matter what they do in the national part of the tournament in Chicago. The winner of this whole entire thing gets two million presidential flashcards. <laughs> that is not a bad way no. to uh, go spend some retirement money. So, uh, again, next Thursday, Friday, Saturday at the Maverick Center. The basketball tournament. Clear cut and drive with some great athletes, including Ronnie Price, who's going to be on the uh, Utah Utes yeah, team. Yeah, he is. So, yeah, it's kind of fun. This is, uh, this is a tournament for a lot of younger guys that maybe haven't continued on to play in Europe or what have you. Uh, and and uh, you know some guys that have played like you said Ronnie Price had a had a nice little NBA career. Oh my gosh! And, yeah. and so what ends up happening is you're this is not just you know some high school guy high schoolers playing some pickup games. These are guys that know how to play the game, have some great experience, and so and it's a lot of fun. And it is it's a tournament environment, so you go down there, it's exciting and and good games. Uh, you know, I, and I, I look at this as a great opportunity for, you know, everybody to kind of get together again. I mean, there's team for that there. I think it's called the Utah team, if I'm not mistaken. And then right, there's team Utah. Utah. Stallions. Yeah, team Utah. And then the Utah Stallions, which are the Aggie alumni. Uh, but then you've got Sons of Westwood. There, There's a UCLA alum. So uh, pretty legit players all the way around. Hey, what uh, what time are the games? Is it, is it list those game times on there really yeah, quickly? Yeah, so at least the th- first one. On Thursday, they start at 3 o'clock. And again, this will be down uh, in Salt Lake at, at the Maverick Center. So yeah, Thursday, you go from uh, 3 p.m. through probably about 9.30 or 10. Friday, two games, and then the championship Sunday at 7 p.m. Or, excuse me, Saturday at 7 p.m. Again, next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 25th, 26th, 27th at the Maverick Center. Go to the basketball tournament. It's a Salt Lake Regional. There's there's eight other regionals going on with the Nationals concluding in Chicago itself. A big thanks to Jason Williams of KV News for the People joining us here to talk about the Thabacephalosia incident. A big thanks to you, John, um, for coming in and joining again. I know it's been kind of a long week for you. Grateful to have you. Uh, for all you, for uh, tuning in to the Full Court Press. We'll see you tomorrow on a Friday edition of the Full Court Press. Good night, everybody. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. I hope you're enjoying the start of the Open Championship this year. The course, Royal Portrush in Northern Ireland, looks pretty on TV. But as many golfers have found out, it can get ugly pretty quickly. It sure hasn't been kind to the hometown favorite, Rory McIlroy. He grew up playing this course and has big expectations coming into this week. He still quadruple bogeyed the first hole. There are very few sporting events more defined by their environment than the Open Championship. 
Royal Portrush features fairway bunkers and rough that can make the best golfers cry. If you're not used to it, the elements present challenges the pros might not see all year long. Wind and rain. You add that weather in, that changes on a dime, and it makes for one of the more unpredictable tournaments of the year. Hopefully, Rory will be able to salvage something out of this tournament, but you get the feeling he's not the only big-time golfer who will be struggling at Royal Portrush this week. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.